This is Terminal Talk, the audio journal for the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Welcome, and thank you for listening. My name is Tom Conboy, and I will be discussing the experience of building an HO Model Railroad, as well as other model railroad and railroad-related topics. This is episode number nine. On this episode of the podcast, I will be discussing layout news and updates. Hello, this is Tom of the OT Model Railroad, and I'm coming to you live from the layout room. Uh, My apologies for the quality of this recording. Um, I'm using my little portable device. Recording quality will not be as good as it is with uh, uh, the headset that I use at the computer, so my apologies for sound quality. But I did want to get a show out. It's been a while since I put a podcast out. And uh, wish I could report to you that I was working on the layout. Uh, I'm working on the layout room, getting ready to, as a matter of fact, I'm in the middle of painting it right now and decided to take a break and go ahead and record this segment. Uh, as I'm painting this room, uh, of course, it's, it's for selling the house, uh, not so much for the, uh, uh, for the layout. Uh, although uh, I did convince my wife that I did want to paint the room blue, so I'm doing a light sky blue color, but she wouldn't go so far as to let me use flat white. I had to use semi-gloss, so unfortunately it won't be good use for uh, photographs uh, due to the uh, shine off of the walls, but uh, that's something that's an option you can do if you have a agreeable wife or if you're single and you live on your own. Uh, you can uh, paint the walls a flat blue color, sky blue color, and you have an instant background throughout your layout room. So I'm in the middle of that right now, and uh, the layout right now is um, actually gone. It is now uh, in storage. I did keep uh, one of the sections out, section number four, and I'm going to keep that just to have something to work on. It's actually a a section that I can't operate. I can even run a train back and forth on it. I just wanted to have something just in case I felt like uh, hooking hooking up the power pack and running the train. I am in the middle of uh, working on a new uh, layout. It's a small uh, layout that I'm building. It's a little switching layout called Rural Grain Dealers, and that's all outlined on my uh, website, the blog uh, page on my website. So feel free to go back to a previous post and read up on that. Uh, All in all, it's a a little bittersweet. Uh, It's nice to be able to paint the room and and to get things ready. I just wish it was... uh, flat blue and it was going to be for a huge layout in this uh, spare bedroom that we have which I call the layout room. This episode of the podcast I am going to talk a little bit more about what's going on with the new layout uh, as well as the old one and just some other thoughts on the hobby. I didn't have anything really in particular uh, hobby wise that I wanted to talk about although uh, repainting a room is is one option that you can use. Uh, It's also a good way to get yourself back into uh, uh, into the mood to to work on a layout. I know a lot of layouts are located in basements, and I originally had my layout in the, in the basement. My basement is unfinished, and of course, being an impatient person that I am, did not want to wait around to finish the basement before I built a layout. I just had to have a layout. So I actually had built two different layouts in the basement, tore both of those down, moved it upstairs because it just was not a fun place to be to operate trains. I did not have a drop ceiling, so anytime anybody walked above, uh, that stuff would uh, from the floor would filter down onto the layout. It was very hard to keep clean. It got very dusty. Uh, would, uh, I live in the country, so sometimes we get them little critters that like to come in and, and get up on the layouts. And uh, I have plenty of cats, but they just don't seem to get every one of them. 
So that's one of those, uh, another one of those uh, downsides to being in a basement. So I moved everything upstairs, and uh, I have a smaller room. Uh, it's nice to have a finished room that uh, you can operate in, and the environment is, is much more enjoyable than it is down in the basement. So that's something you can do and consider if you have an agreeable wife that's willing to allow uh, a spare bedroom to be used. And that's another good point about uh, layouts that are portable. Uh, my layout is sectional. If I need to to use the room for something else, I can take it down. Now my, my 4x6 layout that is in storage now was just not real easy to take down. I had not made it portable enough to be put away in a closet and then brought back out, uh, especially with uh, showing the house when we get ready to do that with a realtor. I did not want to um, have to worry about a layout sitting in the middle of the room. Uh, sadly, not everyone likes to come into a house and find a model railroad. I wish that was the case, but uh, most people are not looking at that, and that's, that's a bit of a distraction. So that's really one of the reasons why I moved it. I am building this new layout, being portable, uh, can be put away quite easily, and so there's an advantage to that as well. And I'll be talking about that a little bit more in a later segment, so please stay tuned. This podcast is hosted for free by podbean.com. As I mentioned earlier in a previous segment, I have decided to build a new layout. The old 4x6 layout is now in storage, and the new layout, the track plan for this, is found on my OT Model Railroad blog page, and you can find that at otrr.blogspot.com. It's going to have an 18-inch by 48-inch footprint. Uh, the benchwork for this new layout is just going to be a simple fold-up resin table that I purchased at Sam's. The plan for this layout base is to use a sheet of three-quarter inch birch plywood. I decided to use that because I have it on hand, but I am considering another option, which would be using a lightweight foam base. Haven't made up my mind on that one, still kicking that idea around. Now the name of the new layout is going to be called Rural Grain Dealers. It will feature a local grain elevator and feed mill, which would be located along the Stevenson branch of the Owensville Terminal Railroad. The layout will feature two structures. One's the Reagan Feed Mill Craftsman Kit I've been building, as well as the Concor Grain Elevator Kit I've been modifying. And some other features of this layout will be uh, using a smaller rail profile. I'll be either using Code 83 or Code 70 rail, or maybe even a combination of the two. I also have something that's called a sector plate, and basically that's just a track swivel, and it'll be hidden from view, and it'll be used to move cars and locomotives off the visible portion of the layout. And this will connect to a hidden fiddle track and the good old 050 switcher will swap out cars and even locomotives if need be. The layout's going to be a highly detailed scene with figures and accessories. Now building plans for the new layout, I've decided on this one I want to do it right. I need to guard against rushing but I also need to guard against delays. I don't have the supplies I need right now. I don't want to allow the lack of supplies to slow me down uh, from building this layout. Of course, a lot of the items I need uh, for this layout, especially for handling track, I do not have. It's going to take time to acquire them because my hobby budget is very limited, especially with getting ready to move. One example is handling track, and I want to take a closer look at that. 
I could use ready to use track and I may still use that option but I'm really giving some thought to hand laying track I'm thinking of going ahead and, and giving it a try uh, it's something I've never done before but as I mentioned earlier the problem I have is I have no supplies for hand laying track on hand and that leads also to uh, some other questions do I want to build my own turnouts do I want to use ready made turnouts do I want to go with code 83 or do I want to go with code 70 rail? I'm really tempted to simplify the situation and just use all code 83 ready to use track. Welcome back. So the question is, what do you do when you want to build a new layout, you want to try out new techniques and new ideas, but you don't have any supplies? I'm one of those people that when I'm ready to work on something, I want to have everything I have right there so I can get going. And the problem is when I don't have that or I don't have the money to get those supplies, I have a tendency to just shelf everything and just forget about it. And that happens quite often. It's a bad habit I've got myself in, and I really need to stop doing that. I'm very impulsive. I, I really like to, to work on things in the hobby when I'm in the mood to work on them. When I'm ready to build a layout, I want to have everything ready. If I'm like hand-laying track, I, I want to have all my supplies ready to hand-lay track, and I don't, have, I don't have one thing other than maybe a pair of pliers, needle-nose pliers that I could use. So what do I do? Well, I have the kits that I'm building and that's the Reagan feed mill kit as I mentioned earlier and the Concord grain elevator I'm modifying so those are things that I can work on I also have many freight cars and even locomotives that need to be weathered weathering is not one of my favorite things to do I'm really trying to break that habit I've, I've watched several videos of people that are um, into weathering cars and many of them do great work I just again don't have the budget to buy pre-weathered cars whether it's from the manufacturer or whether having a custom uh, a custom painter modify them. So it's one of those things where I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and do it. But that's something I can do also. Uh, other kits can be built. Uh, don't necessarily have to be kits that are going to be used on this particular layout. Uh, I have a couple of uh, Walther's kits. Um, I believe it's the uh, back shop and the car shop. I bought those, oh, I guess probably when they first came out in the 90s and other than opening the boxes to look in the kits to, to see all the make sure all the parts from that were there I haven't even started on those having thought about building those so I'm tempted really tempted to get those out and build uh, just a small diorama and that's another option that I've mentioned before in, in previous podcasts that you can do uh, to keep your enthusiasm also um, getting a, a video camera and filming your work is something that I know not everybody would like to do that some people get very nervous in front of a camera but I think it's a good way to help you get focused and uh, if you've noticed on the OT Railroad blog I do have uh, videos now posted because I did purchase a newer camera that's that has better video uh, capabilities so now I can record little segments and be able to post those and I find that's also a motivating factor too because if I want to show you how I'm doing something uh, it's an incentive to be able to do that and, and to be able to share 
that's one thing that's great about this hobby is is a lot of people do like to share their information. And if you like to pay for that information, there's a lot of people out there that provide uh, wonderful DVDs on how to do scenery, to do weathering, and to build layouts and uh, and many other aspects of the hobby. So there's a lot you can do to keep yourself going in the hobby. It's just that motivation factor. And one of the things I'm giving some consideration to is I, I've just got a ton of Code 100 track, and I really don't have time right now to to sell it on eBay or Craigslist or, or some other site. Uh, so I just basically have it in storage and, and whenever I need it uh, I have it or if I find somebody that I want to sell it to I may do that. Although I am giving some thought to taking some, I have some lumber scraps and some foam scraps in the basement that would make uh, excellent little micro layouts or even just a small diorama. And really thinking about just pulling something out and throwing something together just to keep my interest, keep working while I'm waiting for uh, the funds and the hobby budget to go back up so I can buy the track laying tools that I need and the supplies that I need to work on the new layout. So again, I think it's something that if you really put your mind to, you can find things to do. This hobby is multifaceted. Uh, there's many aspects to it. Really, I find that you just have to find something that interests you and you just have to go for it. You just have to do it. My tip for this episode of the podcast is to find something that interests you and do it. And keep up at it. Keep keep with it. Do whatever you can to keep motivated. I know life can be very busy for many of us. There's no reason that we can't even devote, as I've heard Dave Ferry say, uh, just one hour a day to working on the hobby. At least us 23 other hours in the day to sleep, eat, and do whatever else we have to do, work. So... I just want to encourage you to get motivated and find what it is that motivates you and just do it. This concludes this episode of the podcast. Be sure to check back next time when I will be discussing more of what's going on with the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Thanks for listening. Royalty-free music for Terminal Talk has been provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incompetech.com. Again, as I've mentioned before, this Hobbit is this Hobbit. <clears throat> Let's try that again.